It was easy to see, in spite of the mufflers, that the light in the hall was blinding, and in the curtain study as bright as on an open sea on a cloudless day in summer. And Addie was lying on the sofa with her arms crossed over her forehead and eyes, obviously surprised and distressed by the sudden glare. Don't move your arms, exclaimed McClellan sharply. Keep your eyes shut as tight as you can. What is it? she asked. Has the fog gone and the sun come? The fog has gone and a sun has come, replied McQuillan, and its light is unbearable just yet. Now, Addie, I'm going to blindfold you and take you and Mrs. Jepson down to the underground room. We will all have to get used to the light by degrees. Do just what I tell you, and Dick and I will make you comfortable. But when the two women were safely disposed into a room into which scarcely any light ever penetrated in an ordinary way, but which was, then, as light as noontide, McQuillan drew Cockerlin into the study, and groping his way to the windows, closed the shutters and drew the curtains over them. Now you can take off your muffler, he said quietly. There, you see, it's light enough even now to read print and to see the time, and, you perceive the time? Half past twelve, midnight. Cockerlin's face blanched. He swallowed something and straightened himself. What is this, McQuillan? he asked quietly. Do you know? McQuillan shook his head. Not with certainty, he answered, but I think I know. Forty-eight hours ago I discovered a new star, which increased in magnitude at a surprising rate even while I watched it. Now I think that it is a new sun. A new sun? exclaimed Cockerlin. Impossible. Call it what you will, said McQuillan. It is, I am certain, at any rate, a vast heavenly body of fire, which was traveling towards this part of space at an inconceivable rate when I first saw it, and is, probably at this moment, nearer to us than our own sun is. Do you feel the heat is increasing? Yes, replied Cockerlin. But it is different in character. It is different in character because the wrapping of infinitely fine dust which has been round us has been drawn away, said McQuillan. But it will increase in intensity. Cockerlin gripped the table. And, he whispered, in an hour or two we shall be shriveled up, consumed, like shreds of wool thrown into a furnace, answered McQuillan. Cockerlin straightened himself. All right, Dan, he said quietly. I'm glad I came here. What's to be done now? McQuillan had turned to a nest of drawers in one of the recesses of his study. He brought out some spectacles fitted with lenses of very dark glass and handed one to Cockerlin. We will make an attempt to see this new sun, he said. Put these spectacles on, and for the present, fold that muffler about your eyes again once. You'll see through the muffler and the spectacles, and now come up to the observatory. In the observatory, Cockerlin understood little or nothing of the preparations which McClellan made. Conscious only of the terrible heat, he stood waiting and thinking of the terrible fate which was about to befall them, and suddenly a terrible impatience seized him. If there was but an hour or so to live, his place was with the woman he loved. Look here, Dan, he exclaimed. I'm going down. If the end's coming, then... But McQuillan laid a hand on his arm and drew him forward, at the same time removing the muffler from his head. We will go down soon, Cockerlin, he said. We must, for we shall have to tell them. But first, look. You can look with safety now. 
and then Cockerlin, following his friend's instructions, looked and saw widespread above him the dome of the heavens. But never before had he so seen it in all his life. From north to south, from east to west, it glowed with the effulgence of shining brass, and in the northeast hung a great globe of fiery red, vaster in dimension than the sun which the world had known till then. And, even when seen through the protections which McQuillan had prepared, coruscating and glittering with darting and leaping flames. My God, said Cockerlin in a hushed voice, my God, Dan, is that it? That is it, answered McQuillan quietly. It is now nearly twice the magnitude of our sun, and it is coming nearer. This is no time to make calculations or even speculations, but I believe it is, at any rate, as near to us as our sun is. Come away, Cockerlin. I want to look out on the world. Hold my hand and follow me. And he dragged Cockerlin away through a trap door into a dark passage and then into a darker room.